right, hey there, and welcome to the Three Drinks In podcast, episode number 241. I'm your host, Vince. Over there is your host, Phil. Hey. There he is. Uh, this is a bit of a special episode, which I'll explain in just a minute. But before I do, I want to ask you to please go over to whatever <coughs> streaming service you're listening to the, to us on, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is, and hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you leave a rating or even a review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Three Drinks In Pod. You can like us on Facebook, and you can email us at Three Drinks In Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, lastly, don't forget to head over to our merchandise store at, over at tpublic.com for all your Three Drinks In podcast merchandising needs. All right, so, bit of a different episode, this one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, people. Um, more people, yes, not, not just the two of us. Uh, we were contacted a little while ago by the creative team behind the independent film Eminence, uh, which is you can find over there at um, Showtime as well as Amazon Prime Video. It is a um, sci-fi, horror, um, independent film, which you should definitely check out. It has a bit of a twist. It's not quite so straightforward as your sort of, you know, run-of-the-mill um, sci-fi horror film. But we were contacted by the creative team, uh, Carrie and Summer Belissa. I think I'm saying their last name right. I, don't, I didn't actually ask them when we talked. Um, so Summer was uh, was one of... Was, um, uh, was one of the stars of the film. Carrie is the director, writer. They both produced it. And uh, they reached out to us and said they'd love to come on the show. We were thrilled to have them. Um, but we hit a bit of a snag during the recording, which we really kind of ironed out after the last 240 episodes, I would think. Yeah? Well, normally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> normally, there's no problems. Uh, but... You might notice that about two-thirds of the way through the conversation, I kind of vanish from the story, and that's because my power went out last night when we recorded this. Um, freak accident. It wasn't the heat. It wasn't uh, a storm. Something happened, and a power line went down about you know a mile from my house, and uh, the whole place was plunged into darkness until about 3 o'clock in the morning. So we did our best to stitch the conversation together, such that you might not might not notice until Phil sort of takes over and starts uh, running the conversation back and forth towards the end there. But they were great sports about it. We really appreciated them coming on the show and sharing the process of making the movie and you know putting it all together and shooting such a really interesting and um, uh, unique take on this genre. And uh, what it's like to work with Michael Beach and a whole bunch of other people um, on a great script. And so our thanks to them for coming on the show. And we're hoping to have them back as they uh, they have more projects out there. And you should definitely check out Imminence over at Showtime and uh, Amazon Prime and a bunch of other places. If you just Google stream Imminence, it'll, uh, it'll give you everything that you need to know about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Did I cover everything? <laughs> Uh, that's it. I think so. All right. So have have a have a seat, relax, and uh, get ready for episode two forty one. Yep. Enjoy. Thanks.
three-year renovation in our Lake Arrowhead place, and then we just bought a new place to redo. So, oh, good lord, we definitely, you know, have yeah. been through a lot of um, crazy things happening with houses. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so just to let you guys know, like, we're not going to do any kind of a crazy, like, intro thing, like, hey, and it's not going to be like a radio voice kind of a thing. So we'll, you know, actually, I began recording like a minute ago, so we're just, we just, we just kind of go with it. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of how we typically start these things whenever, whenever we do, um, uh, the interviews and, uh, just, I like your intro music. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's actually from Cake. But I have to play uh, only 14 seconds of it before I get yeah. their, their 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 lawyers to call me. So, right. Um, so um, so thanks for reaching out. That was really great. And um, I like when we you know we get put in touch with people with projects that just are gonna sort of fly below the radar of Thor the fourth one or whatever the heck it is. Like I'm I'm definitely gonna miss some of these things. So it's really nice to. Um, well- we always joke that our budget is like the water bottle budget of Thor. <laughs> yeah. So like how much they spend on oh, water yeah. bottles, we spent on the whole movie. Yeah. So, so we appreciate you having us too, because um, it's great. The more people that can hear about it and check it out, the better for us. Absolutely. So um, let's start like at the beginning. Like you guys, were you were you partners in you know creative endeavors before you guys met and you, you guys are married you have i did a did a quick google search afterward i'm like who is this lady and so i'm like oh and I, I found your twitter i'm like oh look at this lovely family and everything so uh, yeah give us a bit of a, uh, some, a, a summer intro. And we'll be married 20 years in january oh congratulations kids and uh yeah from day one summer's always been a creative and as always, I've been attracted to her passion. I wish I could keep up with her, which is hard. Um, and uh, yeah, we try to help each other all the time on our projects. And yeah, we met, he was in film school at Art Center College of Design. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pasadena, I went to school. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we've just from then on helped each other with all of our projects, whatever we're working on, we both are there for it. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. guys from California? Oh, I grew up in Seattle. And I grew up in Chicago. Oh, all right. I always wanted to... We met in L.A. Yeah, I met in (laughs) L.A. I was always, like, fantasized about movies. And I think I came to L.A. in, like, 99. Uh, One of my uh, best buds, his um, sisters were commercial producers. So I packed up, and they gave me my first job. I remember my first job was on a Gore Verbinski AT&T commercial. (laughs) And uh, this guy the whole time had a, a cigar that wasn't lit, was always sucking on it. And uh, they had like this craft service table that was like food that we could just eat and I didn't have to pay anyone. And <laughs> it was all very interesting. So that was my first gig. Nice. So- and then Summer's been doing this since she was a little girl. I started like modeling and acting when I was four and then just have done it forever. Awesome. Now that that's awesome. And like so 
One of the things that uh, that caught, caught my um, uh, my eye in the email that you sent initially was, you know, like just things we could talk about. You were saying like working with your partner, and you know that you know I, I've been married now for it'll be ten years next year, so you know n- not quite t- not quite twenty. Um, and you know, my wife like and I 20. are both. I'm sorry. So it feels like twenty. Just kidding. <laughs> If uh, twenty feels amazing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, so my wife is also a performer as well. She's actually at rehearsal right now for a local production oh. of Barnum, um, awesome. and so uh, so where, we definitely. Where are you guys so, located? So I actually live in a town called Carmel, New York, which is maybe like an hour or so north of the city, and Phil's in New Jersey. So we're all in and around the New York uh, area. And um, so, yeah, so she's doing, you know, small theater right now. And we, that's how we met, too, was in uh, in grad school. And we've never worked together on a project. And it's, you know, she's getting an inroad with this new theater company now. And I'm I'm kind of going, well, do, do, do they need a director for anything? And I'm just kind of poking <laughs> around. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we're probably going to end up doing this together at some point before, you know, too long. And so when you wrote that in your email, I was like, well, yeah, what what would that be like if I had to direct my wife in the production of anything? And so I was curious, based on your suggestion, like how how do you balance that? Because that seems like a like a heck of a thing to have to manage. Well, I think there are pros and cons for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing your relationship and how you work together and I, I a lot of people tell us, like, I could never do that. I could never work with my spouse like that. But also your partner is someone who will go above and beyond and do, do so much more. Like I want his projects to be good more than just like coming to work and wanting to do my job. Well, you know, like I'm invested in the whole project and I produced eminence also. So eminence also. So, you know, (laughs) tongue twister. Um, So there's things that I would do for this project because of our relationship that you wouldn't necessarily do. But then there's also times where, <laughs> where we also have like a shorthand that might sound harsh to people that aren't used to like being on a set where he might say like, just do this or <laughs> which happened. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am working it just because like I said, this is like therapy. Um, yeah, we have a shorthand and, Sometimes I'm just, I don't know, how do I say it? Just not maybe demanding, but it's like, su- it's summer. He knows, I'm me. It's he knows like, I'm here to like, let's so make it So sometimes people are like, Carrie, uh, you know, how's everything going with you in summer? Are we <laughs> all right? Well, like but, there was one time on Eminence, we shot in Long Beach on a boat, um, night shoots. So we would, yeah. sh- we would start at six or, seven all times like three or four yeah and then we're done at like six seven in the morning or Jesus. not that but you know 12 hours yeah but carrie's really a he'll go around and make sure everybody's you know feeling good like hey thank you so much for coming like uh to the art director like this shoot would not be what it without you and then he like skip yeah. over me and be like, oh, PA, <laughs> like you rock. I'm the greatest, <laughs> nicest person to everyone on set. And summer. part of it is that he just, 
knows that I don't need it. Like my personality, I'm not someone who totally, who needs, you know, yeah, you, constant yeah, no. stroking. Of, but that know. was good constructive criticism that I'm working on. And, uh, <laughs> we will get that under wraps. Next film. Taken care yeah. Of. Yeah, no, I imagine because, like, you're right. Like, you, the the way that you manage your relationships with with your spouse is going to be different than, you know, people who really don't have to be there. Like, you know, you 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 you're, you're right. You're invested differently than they are, and so I can imagine, like, you know, everyone wants to be equitable on set, and you want to make sure that everyone feels the same way. But it's it's not always that simple. But uh, fascinating, yeah, yeah. So. I'm curious about the story. That that was the thing that that really, you know, was. I'm I'm sure Phil has has questions too. But um, I'm just here for the eye candy. It's yeah, really he's. Okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you get tired of looking at him. You can look at me. I guess. Um. So where where did this come from? Because when when I saw the the tagline and I uh, and like the genre, I was like, oh, sci-fi horror. Okay, there's a lot of sci-fi horror, but. This is not quite that. It's a little bit different than that, and I, you know, it 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 comes at you later in the film. Um, and it it was I don't I don't I don't say it was more interesting than I than I had expected, but it was, you know, the 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 left turn that that was taken was not expected, and so I I have all kinds of just questions about where the story came from and. How you guys, because Carrie, you, you wrote it along with a partner, correct? Uh, yeah, with my buddy Josh. Josh mm-hmm. been collaborating with us a long time. You know, we always, summer's kind of our, uh, how do we say, uh, summer's our front line of everything we finish to do. And she's kind of like, um, like they'll bring me projects and ideas and I give them. Summer doesn't have a filter season. with us. So. <laughs> Other people are like, oh yeah, the summer That's is the marriage like- thing too. Like, there's no need for me to sugarcoat. I mean, I want to obviously be respectful and nice of the creative process. Yeah. But also, but if I don't think it's that's good, like, I'd what be like, is no. it? Ethan, who's married to um, Frances McDormand? Um, one of the Cohen brothers is married to her, and oh, okay. he always says she is like the gatekeeper when she's like, "You guys, this is terrible," because everyone else tells the Cohens like, "This is amazing." She's kind of their frontline gatekeeper. That's kind of like summer, but I, you know, we just had this kind of theology that we found was interesting in the sense of, um, could this be possible? Um, uh, and, and when we talk about like the man who comes in, we never really explain or say who exactly because there's lots of individuals who have had different interpretations like i'm so surprised how people have done like deep dives online of like it's interesting symbolism that they bring out of it which is is really like rewarding to hear other people going through and yeah so their own life stories we just thought you know we kind of had this idea this concept and just kind of ran with it and you know used as much as we could also of if you know whether you believe the words of the bible or not you know to some people that's truth and to other people it's a fictitious book so um and we never really wanted to do or be preachy at all about anything you know it was just like let's present these two religion science and let's see where it takes you and see kind of 
where you lie or where you feel at the end of the film and let's go to Denny's and talk about it for a couple hours. Right. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the, I forget what year it was, but that, that movie Contact based off the Carl Sagan book with uh, 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 Jodie Foster and uh, young Matthew McConaughey. And, um, you know, that that movie really takes it from, a you know, it takes a very scientific event and talks about the religious response to it, which was something that, when I first saw it, I was a kid, and I was just like, oh, I guess people would kind of worry about God when the aliens finally show up and, you know, kind of have that that reaction to it. And this was sort of the inverse of that. It was like in a more clearly biblical type event that was happening, but that scientists were trying to explain with their point of view. And um, I just, yeah, I was, I was not expecting that. And I made me wonder, like, you know, if the, um, like how the marketing for the film has, if it's struggled, if it's been hard trying to say like, well, it's not a religious film, but it deals a lot with that. And people tend to, they would, they would much rather talk about science fiction than they would talk about theology. So I wonder, like, has, have there been any barriers in terms of getting this um, in front of people? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it's kind of hard and complex. Like the exorcist, you know, that has religion. That's, so it's like it has been kind of because this isn't the type of film like oh we could have just done a slasher film and end of story you know exactly your box and a lot of distributors that we talk to they just like things that are easy to put in a box and that you can sell wrap it up yeah you know we did know going into this that it would could maybe be a little more niche or complex but then at the same time we were also like let's just swing for the fences and make something that we all want to make and see where it lands instead of just taking a low budget and just running around on a boat trying to murder people and just seem kind of schlocky yeah yeah I think our our distributor also with their marketing plan, they definitely um, tried to exploit all of the different way, all of the different genres that it could be under, which I think in some ways helps it get to a lot a large audience. But again, yeah, you know, people who are looking for that just straight horror or straight slasher film, it's not exactly what they expect, and sometimes that can be jarring or or like yeah. not what you're looking for um so it, it is complicated and then there's people who are like niche uh uh bermuda triangle fans you know okay, and okay. Then sometimes they're like well one time someone was talking about in our distribution should we go after boat people would boat <laughs> people like this film you know like sure boat people you like know? like yacht people like, oh yeah like <laughs> A yacht man? I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, what the? So it's interesting. But you just, you know, you make the best film that you're proud of, and then um, you just gotta let it go out there, and then every person on the planet gets an opinion about it, and <laughs> you just, you know, which is awesome, and it sucks at the same time, you yeah. know. Definitely, yeah. But I, I like. Uh, Okay, good. Oh no, sorry. 
<laughs> I was just, I was, I was just going to say that, like, I'm not a huge horror fan in the sense that, like, I won't seek them out. Like, the whole... And I, uh, most of my friends, when they've done projects, that's it seems to be the thing people tend to do when they're starting out or when they, where they're kind of working off of a shoestring and they're just sort of like, well, we can do this. This is exciting. And, you know, it, it, it seems to be the genre people gravitate to when they're, you know, either working with limited resources or are, you know, just starting out. And so when I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'll give this a watch, but I'm, I'm going to watch it like in the middle of the day in the you know in the kitchen with all the lights on and then i'm watching and going oh no this is this is not what i expected and it was sort of a welcome kind of like oh okay i can i can relax and not worry about someone jumping out and you know someone stabbing somebody in the eyeball kind of a thing that was that that was a i was glad about that yeah we always try to come up with rule like you know all right we're not going to like try to jump scare everyone we're not going to try to do certain things like yeah, usually like what you said with these small budgets, it's like, what can we do? But we wanted it to be like, hey, what are we going to do? And then we'll just work around it and, you know, make it happen. Yeah, of course, the film, I think we budgeted originally like $4 million and didn't even have, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to do it, you know, mm-hmm. so it was just... Um, we definitely were ambitious in what we... Um, we're looking to film and yeah um a lot of people are like how are you guys gonna do that shooting on a boat makes for a lot of complexities yeah and all night shoots like but it was fun i think we wouldn't you know want to do it you know water it down or make it more boring or you know because it's filmmaking mm. that's what you gotta right. do yeah, you know, you you start with 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 what you want, and then you figure out a way to make that happen, and not had a compromise from the from the start. Yeah, um, how how was that? Because 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 once I realized, like, oh my, the, the entire thing is on a boat. Well, I've seen the making of Jaws, and this sounds like it'd be a nightmare to to shoot. So how did how was that managed? Well, that sounds like a bear. But Summer found our boat. Finding the boat was very very important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, actually, our boat was um, what's the comedian's name? Don Rickles. Don Rickles, who had wife. his wife, yeah, who he had he had passed away, and now yeah, yeah. rest in peace. She's passed away too, but um, it was their boat, <laughs> and so she let us shoot there. But um, she looked for months for the boat, like whether yeah. it was up in Ventura. I mean, she looked like hundreds of miles on the west coast for a boat because we needed it for like three weeks we needed it for and someone who would let you film on it it's you know and like this one of the most helpful things is i grew up in seattle my dad came out for three weeks and he lived on the boat so it saved us so much time we didn't have to wrap in and out every day we Mm -hmm. would leave everything and then my pops would just stay on the boat (laughs) we slept all day yeah he would sleep all day on the boat yeah he'd go back to our airbnb and you know we figured it out but that was just a time saver because it took a while to get in yeah and then when we wrapped out it took and the boat kind of like jaws the boat broke all the time like (laughs) it was a nightmare it had plumbing issues it was it, I mean, I hate water. Well, I hate boats. I get sick. His first film, 
his first feature film, Amber Alert, um, was all was a lot of it was in a car. I hate car. <laughs> cars like it's up, motion, motion sickness. sickness. Then he did a boat. I'm like, what are we doing next? Yeah. Like a plane? Yeah. I was gonna say, what other kind of you know torturous situation can yeah, you put yourself in? A, a, a roller coaster tilt a wheel for <laughs> two hours, just throwing up on gravitron. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, yeah. So like, so all night shoots. It was. I mean, were, were you guys out there on the water? Were you just sort of like moored in at the uh, at the marina? How you know how where where was because it. It looked really expansive. I mean, there was a lot of, you know, taking advantage of certain things in the story to kind of, I think, m- you know, make certain things easier to manage um, practically. But, um, but yeah, like we, we, how, how far out did you end up going, if at all? Because it looked like you were really yeah, out there so in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so it was complicated. Like when a combination. We, it was a combination. It's just a hodgepodge mishmash of everything because, like, when we rented, got the boat. And then when we took our first before we were going to rent it for three weeks, there's like a jetty out there. So you go out and then we went past the jetty and it's just wait. I mean, we were just like, boom, boom. You're on a wait. So we're like, we can't literally go out there like the camera. It will just be like this the entire time. So then we're like, okay, can we stay inside the jetty? And then there's just lights everywhere, like it's Disneyland Main Street or something like that. <laughs> so we were always like positioning the boat this way or positioning it that way. We would dock it and then we'd reverse it. And it was just like movie magic. <laughs> yeah, no, you because th- that's the thing. I was like, this this is a very stable shot for something that's supposed to be on a boat. So that was that was really yeah, impressive. Yeah, no, to that's me. nice. We have a couple people who are like, how did you guys go out in the middle of the ocean and do all that? And I was <laughs> like, all that like was a good compliment. And then we did shoot one scene that was out in the middle of nowhere that Michael Beach and I were in a raft with our actual legs dangling in the actual ocean at night that ended up getting cut but um so there that was, was scary <laughs> yeah it was a little scary yeah that, that would have made me nervous as well yeah yeah it made everyone nervous yeah <laughs> um speaking of michael beach that was really exciting i was like oh wait yeah and then yet yet a, a you know a couple names or faces that I recognized, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, this is this is really." He's fantastic. I mean, he's so brings good. so much to it. He's really intense, and I was I was I was thrilled to see that. Yeah. What was yeah, he like Michael, to work with? He was awesome, and he like, I mean, Summer can tell you how we met him, which is kind of cool too. Yeah. So we we met him because we both we live close to each other, and. Both of our sons were in ballet. We have two sons and he has two sons who are in ballet. So mm. he has more thing. than two sons, but yeah. two of his sons were in ballet with our two sons and his, their mom. The only boys at yes. anywhere. I, yeah, I was going to say, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, hit their mom, Alicia, who um, it's actually a long story. Um, I did a blog post where I let my son dress me for a week and it kind of went viral and she let her son dress her like 
a lot of people dressed, let their kids dress them and then would send me pictures and I'd repost them on Instagram. So she did that. And I started following her after that. And so we didn't realize that we knew each other or that we followed each other on Instagram till we were sitting talking about the boys being in ballet. And then that's how we got reunited. And then we became friends. And then Carrie recognized Michael Beach, Michael right away, her husband. Yeah. I mean, I saw him come in. I'm like, Hey, that's Beach. He's worked with like Jim Cameron, you know, he was in the abyss. Yeah. I was just kind of a fan. I was like, Hey, what's up? I'm Carrie. Our boys are in ballet. And, you know, I know I'm like the abyss. I love Jim Cameron. He's worked with big directors and I was just kind of asking him all these questions. He just, Worked with uh, James Wan. He got finished doing um, Aquaman. And yeah, yeah. About, you know, he was, you know, being in Australia and all this stuff. And so, and then when we finished it, the script. The script. I was like, "Hey, Summer, do you think you could talk to maybe Alicia, his wife, and see if?" Because we weren't really like we were kind of acquaintances. Not like I could even, you know. So I called up Alicia and was like. Any, I hate to do this, but is there any chance Michael would want to, you know, maybe do a project and would he read the script? And she's like, yeah, I'll totally give it to him, but know that he's not going to finish reading it if he doesn't like it. And he, I, he like never, hardly ever does stuff like this, that like, I'll give it to him. You have a chance, but no promises at all, because who knows, who knows what he likes. But then right after he read it, he said he couldn't, he had, he had to finish it in the same sitting and he called Carrie and was like, it's so interesting. I really, I yeah, was like, yo dog, yeah. is this stuff all real? Like this Bible stuff, you know, cause Michael's an awesome, amazing guy. He not as, you know, religious per se, and was just really curious. And, um, he was just really helpful. And he's on a religious show now too. He oh, on BET. Yeah. I think in one of his press interviews, he said like this was like the precursor. It got him like uh, started thinking. Started now he's he's playing like a a reverend or something. Something like that. Yeah. But then he was really you know helpful and um, you know we had like gave him the script. He's and he had some ideas about his character and certain things and you know we'd always listen and collaboratively work with him and uh you know then he you know helped as a producer he helped get bring anthony on who's one of his really good friends they were on a show together yep third watch and anthony who plays roman and mm -hmm. and, then and then yeah our um eugene you tell me about eugene our the davis character we had an actor and the night before he ended up getting sick and he's like i'm feeling super sick i can't get on a boat for three weeks <laughs> And so Michael um, called Eugene and just said, Hey, Eugene, I need you here in the morning. And, you know, they've worked together since Eugene was little. And so, yeah, that was huge. Eugene yeah. just shows up and, and he had like, read the script one time that the night before that Michael gave it to him and he showed up and he has a photographic memory. So he was able just to do every scene by memory. It was pretty, pretty epic. That's yeah, we felt really lucky. We were surrounded by real like all our cast, you know, summer, mm -hmm. everyone was really good and um just super pros and like great ideas were collaborative. I mean, even some of the lines, you know, that we thought we had that were really good that didn't even make it because 
our characters would come up with a line that was better, you know, stuff like that. So, and, and they were just fun. It was, it was, I mean, it was crazy, but everyone got along for the most part. And mm -hmm. it was just a crazy schedule for three weeks. Yeah. It was super bonding. Yeah. Shooting in such like close, a close environment and, um, like beach every night we'd get home or, the actors would sometimes leave at like five or six and I'd come back a little later or seven in the morning and beach was always at the table would like fall asleep with his sides for the next day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, you know, cause we all like lived together. So it was kind of cool. A big Airbnb. Yeah. And then the boat was pretty small, but we had, everyone was just packed onto it. Like, sorry, you couldn't do that now. I don't mm -hmm. think. Um, so I only had a couple of things. Um, what's next for you guys? What are you guys going to do after this? So we're, we're pretty lucky. Uh, so we, uh, someone at Lionsgate watched Eminence. Uh, we were like looking for distribution and they uh, didn't think it was, you know, maybe big enough or right for them. Uh, but they asked, Hey, what do you, what else do you have? And so we gave them a script and it's a, a film called Amber Alert that Lionsgate uh, is going to be distributing for us and, uh, you know, knock on wood that we'll be shooting in October, I think. October? By the end of the year, hopefully. By the end of the year, going to Kentucky, making a little uh, film. So, yeah, so we're out to a couple actors right now and just hoping to hear back and then moving and shaking. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever done anything like that before, or is that going to be a new experience for you as well? It's definitely been interesting working with Lionsgate and it's a lot of fun. So our first feature film we did was also called Amber Alert. And we, Carrie and Josh wrote a beautiful, probably $10 million budget film. And Believe it or not, um, no one wanted a guy out of film school to direct it. No one was giving away millions of dollars. And so we ended up deciding, okay, how much do we have in our bank account? How could we make this happen? And we ended up changing it to found footage. We thought it would, it could make it a little scarier and help, help it feel um, relevant, even on, on such a small budget. So we made it with $5,000. And we were really excited. WME um, sold it for us. And it was one of the, the second most watched films on Netflix when it came out. So we felt like we won the independent film lottery. But yeah, when um, Lionsgate saw Eminence and asked what else we had, Carrie brought that, that original script. And they had liked Amber Alert too. They were really impressed with um, what we did with that budget. And so, and when we, yeah, so we're basically the first film was kind of like a proof of concept, like little $5,000 film. And this is like the film that we've wanted to basically make. Oh, great. Yeah. They're giving you a bit more money one and then like yeah. freedom yeah. as well. Yeah. We have more resources instead of just summer and I, you know, and a small amount of people like, mm -hmm. They've teamed us up with um, some great individuals, resources. It's like. It's really fun. We, we've liked it all so far. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's also been interesting. You know, we usually get to work with like our friends and people we know and people that you, you like naturally, you know, meet and, and work together and enjoy each other. And so it's kind of been interesting to see more of the, what goes into a three to $5 million film and what kind of level of stars you need and who, who they have value in, who we think has value creatively is not necessarily the same person that they think has value mm-hmm. financially for the project. So that's been the, been, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. It's just like a, an interesting perspective that we've never had to really deal with before. And now it's, it's this give and take of, of finding someone who we creatively think fits the role and would be enjoyable to work with. And also that they are behind. So that's, that's the hardest thing right now. All we're waiting on is getting our two main actors in place and then we're ready to roll. Wow. Um, now, I mean, in the movie is done, but like, if you had to do that again, if you had to do imminence again and you were given more, more money and more options, more things, is there anything you would change? Or are you guys pretty much happy with it? I mean, I enjoyed it enough that like, but I wasn't close to it. So I don't really know, but is there anything you guys would do different? There was a horse on fire on the boat. Running through the boat, like <laughs> on fire. Like uh, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably there like, definitely is some things that we would we would have done differently. Um, but I also feel like we got lucky on a handful of things because we our hands were tied, you know. Um, you know, woulda, shoulda, could have about things, you know. Yeah, there's things I definitely see that. I don't even know if it's budget or money per se, just things that I could have done, you know, maybe better here or there or explain here or there or, you know, you know, or put, a, a, you know, something in the background there that shouldn't have. And I think or, as, as artists, you're always picking apart your work. Yeah. You're always thinking of how you could do, do it better. And, and each film Ideally, you are, you know, you have more resources and more experience and get to bring that with you to the next project. But you also have to just enjoy like and we feel really grateful for the people we got to work with and that the things that did come together came together that Showtime, you know, that it's on Showtime right now and BET like we're super grateful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean just getting anything finished is, is a huge, huge accomplishment. I mean, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I knew, you know, being an English guy and I went to writing school and this and that, like, Oh, I've got 10 scripts in my drawer right now. And like 99.9% of us all know that those scripts will never see the light of day. Not because um, we don't want them to, but you know, not they're not good either. Right. Yeah. No, the, the talent is there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It, it's on a, Yeah. It's just a bit of everything. You're always kind of pushing the rock up the hill, you know, it's starting from, okay, I have an idea to trying to finish a script and then to rewrite the script, to getting actors, to go shooting it, to editing it, to post, to then you have to get distribution. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's easy for people to pick apart everything, but I feel like every little film out there is like a mini miracle Yeah, um, that it's just hard when a lot of the general public just doesn't know, you know, how right. it's all done. But 
Yeah, you know? pe- people think you just walk into a room and say, I want money to make a movie, and then just poof, they come out. And then right, <laughs> here's your money happen. off the tree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the only thing I was going to ask you guys, um, did you have any advice for anyone who might be listening that like wants to do any of these things? What would you tell them if you could? I mean, I think building off of what Carrie just said is that, you know, if you don't have parents or friends that just have millions of dollars that they're ready (laughs) to get you to make a film, um, we're living in a day and age where, technology can help you create amazing stories and to just start making things and, and start trying to pull it together. Um, you know, we, we had a hard thing where one of our actors didn't love imminence and passed on Amber alert, the new one we're doing. And for a moment we were like, Oh, that's so frustrating. Um, that we have another friend who's a first time director who got an amazing actor. And we're like, but we, we were talking like, we wouldn't be where we're at. We wouldn't be the filmmakers we were today if we hadn't made the films that we had. And, you know, nothing is going to feel like it's perfect. And when you're working with limited budgets and just trying your best and doing your best, there is like a, a energy and it's a lot of fun. Um, and you just have to, you know, be willing to go there and try and explore and not get too hung up on, you know, where you wish it could be if you had unlimited resources. Yeah. I, I think that's true because people will always say stuff like that. Like, well, I didn't want to, you know, it's nice to be choosy, but I don't really don't think many people can be (laughs) make it harder for yourself that way. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you guys wanted to mention? Um, well, we appreciate you guys yeah, having us thank on. You. And- oh yeah. Thank you. I mean, thanks for reaching out, you know, because, um, like my brother said earlier, you know, he, I mean, I'm the same way. We don't usually seek out these kinds of movies. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, they get buried under, I mean, I, if I have to see one more Thor ad, I'm going to lose it. Uh, so, and there's on buses and, you know, so yeah. Yeah. So bringing it to our attention was, was wonderful. And the next time you guys uh, have your stuff come out, let us know and we'll have you back anytime. Sounds good. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you guys very much. I hope yeah. your brother's still alive. I hope so too. <laughs> I hope it's not a plumbing issue. Yeah. It's a... Yeah. Like, you know, a giant tree didn't fall on him or something in the meantime. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I guess we'll email you know. us and make sure. Yeah. One of us will let you know. Yeah. <laughs> But well, we understand how that goes yeah, too. Like just how it goes. Technology yeah. is amazing, except when it's not. Except when it suddenly stops deciding to, to be helpful. Yeah. So, yep. well, so great. So, yep. I will uh, talk to you soon, hopefully. Thank you guys. All right. We'll see Sounds you later. Good. Have a good night. You. Bye. You too.